Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey everyone, welcome to That's How I Roll. I'm your host, as always, Jeremiah Isley. Thanks so much for joining us for a very special 50th episode. That's right, it's the half-centennial episode, if that's even a word. But we are halfway to a century and super excited today because 50 is kind of a big deal. I'm I'm... I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. It's 50 episodes. Thanks so much to all of you who listen on a regular basis, or maybe you just kind of check in every now and then, but you guys have made this all possible. It's so much fun, and I love doing this show, and I'm just so glad that we've made it to 50, and I can't wait to see what the next 50 have in store for us. But that being said, we've got a lot to do this episode, so let's jump in and let's turn this car around. So as I always do on a zero episode such as this, a zero episode is something that starts or ends rather with a zero. So 10, 20, 30, 40, and now 50. I'd like to just take a look in the rear view and say, hey, here's where we came from. And now let's look at where we're going. So let's go ahead and do that. I'm going to give you the brief history lesson, the, the super short history lesson of that's how I roll. So what is That's How I Roll? Well, That's How I Roll is a show that started as me wanting to do something, I guess, constructive or creative with the time that I had driving home from dropping my boys off at school every morning. It was a 20-minute trip one way, and I thought, I am using all this time that... Uh, You know, I'm just listening to the radio or I'm not really doing much. So I thought, hey, I'll just throw in some earbuds and record a podcast and then I'll throw it up. And I was doing it more than once a week because I had ample opportunity while I was using all that time for driving. And it kind of became sort of a, I guess, a self-therapy session for myself where I could talk about games. I could talk about fun things. I could talk about whatever was on my mind. And that is how the show grew and became what it has become that was sort of its roots if you will since then we've moved we live a lot closer to the school our boys are going to so i've moved out of the car and i've moved into my recording studio and that's why it sounds so great (laughs) that's why um you know a lot of the segments have sort of this car commuting driving sort of theme and concept behind them drive-by reviews corner of thought and conversation those kind of things because it all kind of revolved and grew out of this actual drive time podcast that i was doing so when it started i called it my drive and then i changed it to that's how i roll just because i thought it was more creative and more fun And so I went with that, and I have not looked back. We do a lot of cool segments on this show, such as we talk about what's good in the neighborhood, which is just kind of like my update on just talking about life, which has been rather interesting this summer. And I also do, like I said, my drive-by reviews. I introduced a new segment recently called a Game Night Review, which is a review that is 
much, much different than the normal format where we actually bring in audio from actual gameplay of the game that I'm reviewing. So that's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of hard work. I've got some tweaking to do to make that process better. You'll probably see one of those maybe once a month or so, but drive-by reviews are going to be my standard quick look at a game. Uh, The Corner of Thought and Conversation, I'm actually working on a new name for that one, but I've brought out two legit questions in those segments recently where I ask a question about games and then I ask a question about life. And that's been fun to kind of give both of those things a little bit of airtime so we can talk about things that are fun and things that are maybe a little more important or a little more weighty. And then, of course, the feedback loop is one of my favorite segments, but it doesn't always show up. But that's when you guys give me feedback via email, via Twitter, and we talk about the things that the conversation pieces that we've brought up. And uh, I get to interact with you guys directly through those communiques. The last thing I want to do for this recap portion of this very special 50th episode is give you a quick rundown and a quick look at the last 10 episodes. Of course, episode number 40 was another one of these zero episodes. So we looked back on the 30-somethings. And starting at episode 41, I did a review of Sagrada, which is a fun dice drafting, stained glass, gorgeous looking game. Really fun from Floodgate Games. Totally, totally took gaming by storm uh, a few months ago. Really solid game. And that was the first one I brought up. Three solid questions, which then eventually became two legit questions. That kind of started that metamorphosis of the corner of thought and conversation segment. Episode 42, what does it all mean? I ask you, what is the meaning of life, the universe, everything? Because it's 42. If you get the joke, you get the joke, right? And I also did a drive-by review of Armadora from Blue Orange Games. Check that out. Episode 43, I did a review of Yokohama. And we had a nice little feedback loop section in that show. Episode 44, I did a review of Aura from Breaking Games, which is a cool little card playing game. Uh, Really sort of unique mechanics in that one. I really enjoyed it. If you get a chance to check that one out, there's also a great conversation about commitment in the conversation portion of that show. Episode 45 was an Origins preview. It was right before heading off to Origins Game Fair in Columbus. And I share three things that I was looking forward to while heading to Columbus. And then episode 46 is the supersized, it's like over an hour long episode of all the coverage from Origins, all the recap, and my friends AJ Skifstad and Joshua Sipos also joined me on that show. They went to Origins with me, and so we we had great fun, lots of great conversations about what was going on down in Columbus for Origins. Episode 47. <sighs> episode 47 is a low pro, a low production episode because it takes place just a few days after we had a house fire. So if you've been listening or kind of keeping track on social media and whatnot, you know that we have had a fire in our home 
and I'm actually recording currently in the rental home that we're put up in and um, episode 47 was the first episode I did following the fire and I kind of I'm back in the car I found a way to kind of hijack SoundCloud so I could record an episode and upload it from my phone because usually you can't do that and I didn't have a laptop. I had no way of recording anything or editing anything. So you kind of get it all with that one. It's a pretty raw, real show. And um, I've had people really great feedback from it because it was so real and emotional. But it was a, a hefty price to to produce that one, even though it was very underproduced. Episode 48 is continuing. Uh, it's called The Aftermath. And I talk a little bit more about the process that we're going through getting our house restored. And I also introduce the new game night review segment in which I review Hide. It's Hidden Identity Dice Espionage from Mayday Games. Fun game, fun segment. Give that one a listen. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I've got some tweaks to make to it. But I think those game night segments are going to be really, really cool as I kind of get them honed in. So I'd love more feedback on that if you have a chance to give that a listen. Episode 49, which was just last week, the good old Bungler Brothers joined me. My boys Xavier and Cooper sat down with me and we talked about One Night Ultimate Werewolf. So we did a review of that and we had a conversation about honesty both away from the table and at the game table. So that is the very quick look at the last 10 episodes of the show. And it's time for yet another drive-by review. Whoa! Hey everyone, look! It's time for another drive-by review. So unless you've been living under a gamer's rock. (laughs) Most people who are outside of the gaming world don't know, but those of us inside the gaming world know that King Domino has won the Spiel des Jahres. So congratulations to Blue Orange Games. And that is also today's review. We're going to take a look at King Domino. Now, the gameplay is really pretty simple. You have you have a, a center of your kingdom square. It's all tile-based. You have a kingdom square, which you put your little castle on. You've got a king meeple. And there are 48 dominoes, quote-unquote, in the set. They all have a number from 1 to 48 on the back of them. And on the front, they have different terrain types. So it could be a wheat field. It could be a forest. It could be water etc etc and what's going to happen is you're going to pull four tiles at a time randomly out of a pile and put them in numeric order from top to bottom lowest to highest flip them over and then each player is going to take a turn bidding on which one they want well not even really bidding just selecting which one they want they're going to put their king token on that so they're saying hey i'm going to take that one then you're going to put another set of those the same way four of them highest or lowest to highest next to them and then players are going to take their in the turn order from lowest to highest they're going to take their tile that they selected put it in their kingdom 
and then select the next one, which will determine the next round's play order. So the play order is always different. It's always in flux, which is very cool because that keeps you locked in and engaged the whole time. When you place these tiles into your kingdom, you can only go five by five. You can never go more than five squares. So each each domino tile is one by two. And when you're placing them, you have to be able to place it by matching one of the types of terrain adjacently. If you can't do that, you can't play it and it gets discarded. Now, some of those terrain types that you pull or that you select will have crowns on them. Now that's important because that's the only way you can score points. At the end of the game, after you're done placing all of the tiles, you go through all of them, especially in a four player game, you go through all the tiles, different player numbers, are you, you remove some of them, but we'll just say for a four player game, you go through all the tiles and then you count up how many adjacent squares for each terrain you have. So you might have a section that has like five water and a section that has four forest and so on. And then you count all of the crowns within that section. And that is what you multiply how many squares you have. So if you have two crowns and a five square section, you score 10 points for that section. And that's how you score points. So when you're playing them, you want to get those crowns because it adds the multiplier up and up and up. If you have zero crowns in a section, it doesn't matter if you have 12 grain field sections. If there's zero crowns, you score zero points. Now, there are some optional ways you can score points if you decide to play with them. If you keep your kingdom in the middle of your kingdom, if you keep your castle in the middle of it, you can score extra points. And if you use all of your squares, meaning you were able to place them in a perfect five by five square, you also can score additional points. And that's the game. That's it. Super easy to learn. My kids love it. I was able to play it with my wife recently. We had a blast. I was able to teach her super quick. The boys learned super quick. But more importantly, well, I guess equally importantly, but adding another wrinkle to this is that the fact that I can play it with my gamer friends, it's casual, it's fast, but it's super thinky. There's still a lot of great meaty decisions to make, a lot of planning that goes ahead and which tile you're gonna select. Is it worth getting one that's better so that you, but you have to go last the next round? There's just a lot to it that the mechanics don't get in the way of. So we've had a great time with it. It works so well with across the board. Like I said, I've played with gamers and I've played with kids. So it's accessible to just about anybody, which is really, you expect that when a game wins the spiel because they are going exactly for that. It's a game that kids can play. It's a game that gamers can play. It's got great, great quality strategy, just a quality of play to it. And um, I, I really recommend it. I, I am not going against the grain at all on this one with the Spiel de Jars. I think they, they picked a fine, fine game and it's really enjoyable. Uh, it's just beautiful. The, the artwork is great. The components are great. It's simple, it's fast, it's fun. And it always plays differently because the tiles just come out so randomly so often. So I think if you picked up a copy of this, you'd be more than happy, and I'd definitely give it um, a high, high recommendation. 
Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Episode 50. Can you believe it? Oh, so awesome. Hey, I don't have a, a typical feedback loop, but I just wanted to give my feedback to you guys who are so awesome for listening to these last 50 episodes. And for those of you who have just joined us and just jumped on board, thanks so, so much for doing that. Please, if you have any questions, anything at all that you want to just hit me up with, you can do that at Theology of Games on Twitter and Instagram. Also, we're on Facebook. We also started a Facebook group. If you look for just the Theology of Games Facebook group, that's a lot of fun too. We can have great conversation there. And of course, you can email theologyofgames at gmail.com. Thanks so much for these 50 episodes. I'm looking forward to another 50 and another 50 and another 50. It's been a great, great time. I can't thank you enough. I'll be coming to you next week, live, sort of pre-recorded from Gen Con. So look for me there. I, I missed out on meeting some of you at Origins, and that's a super bummer. I'm really hoping if some of you folks are at uh, Gen Con, please hit me up on all the places I just said, and I would love to shake your hand and thank you for listening to the show in person. That would be amazing. So let's meet up at Gen Con. Hopefully we'll meet up next week. But until then, I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.